0: Hey guys, this is Eric, and you're listening to Bucket Talk powered by Brunt. For 13 years, Andy Mulder had been working and learning a variety of landscaping jobs, but at age 26, he set out to build a business around his love for hardscaping. Tune in to hear how he took the leap and built a career for himself, all while acquiring zero debt along the way. This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive the opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now so if you're hungry it's time to eat we discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day I am here with Andy Mulder of Mulder Maintenance and Services. He's the owner-operator, and he's based out of Indiana. I'm super excited about today's show because Andy's one of the first guys that I started following on Instagram, I don't know, three or four years ago, because I have a personal passion in in hardscaping and landscaping, and his work is is fantastic. Top notch. So, Andy, just want to thank you one for taking time out of your day to talk to us, but also probably in like the busiest time of the year for for uh, the business that you have.
1: Yeah, no, thank you, Eric. I'm really looking forward to this. I didn't know you've been following me that long. That's cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Hey, what you do,
1: I try to do uh, and hack
0: what you do at a professional level, and so you know, I get insp- I get inspiration from from the, the right way to do it, and then I figure it out on my on my end, and it doesn't look quite as nice as your stuff, but. <laughs> so before we get into to all things molder maintenance and services bring us back to to who you are where you know as far back as you as you want of you know where you grew up and, and and then we'll trans translate that into how how you got to where you are today
1: all right yeah so i grew up uh in cedar lake indiana graduated high school in 05 i while i was in high school i was working for a a guy that went to our church uh he asked me if i wanted to work on Saturdays and stuff, you owned know, in the landscape company. And so I started working for him when I was about 15. Uh, he'd pick me up on Saturdays or in the summer, he'd pick me up and and I'd go and work with his crew or work on Saturdays around his shop and stuff and really started to love the industry and things like that. So so then fast forward, I graduated in 05. I went full time for him. I school wasn't really my thing. I decided that you know, I, I just didn't want to go to college. I wanted to get out of high school as soon as possible. And, um, and then, uh, fast forward a few years, I met and married my wife, uh, in 08 '08 and 09, we got married in 09. And then I was still working for that same guy. So I, I basically worked for him for about 13 years It was pretty much the only job I had ever had and decided that we really wanted to, start our own business um some of that started from my passion our me and my wife's passion of uh, debt-free living and we knew that the only way that we were going to be able to the original plan was to maybe stay and buy that guy's company
0: over those 13 years what did was it all the same work or did it transition at all to different different avenues and things or was it all kind of did it stay the same
1: yeah so it was mostly in the in i would say in the prime of My career there, we were doing lots of commercial work, lots of fast food restaurants, a lot of the same plant material over and over again. You know, We did a lot of different things, honestly. I mean, it was just all over the board. We did not do a lot of lawn maintenance. Uh, And then when the economy started going down, our hours were getting cut back a little bit. We weren't working as much. And my last year working there, which would have been 2013, We started doing a little bit of hardscape work here and there. So I was learning, starting to learn more about that. And we were still doing Uh, some commercial work, commercial work, but it was, I I was getting to the point where I really wanted to do more. I wanted to, I didn't just want to just do the cookie cutter landscaping or go out there and lay, you know, 20,000 rolls of erosion mat. Um, it just, I just, I wanted to do more. I knew I wanted to do more. I wanted to make more money. We, we, me and my wife at the time decided, okay, well the only, the only way that we're going to be able to. Buy his businesses to go into a bunch of debt. So, and that's not something I'm willing. I was willing to do. And we wanted to start uh, our own company debt free, and that was a huge, and still is a huge passion of ours. And we knew that the only way to do that was to start from nothing. So that's what we did. So in 2013, we started the company. I was still, I was doing side work. So the last year before I went full time, I was doing side work i had somebody that was doing some lawns for me while i was working my day job and then working nights and afternoons and weekends and whenever i could do jobs we were doing that uh my last winter would have been 2013 2014 and then i went full-time april 1st of 2014 and Got it. uh yeah so that was we had our first our first child in uh 2012 Uh, so the year before I started we had our first son and so there was a lot going on at that time to start your own business from nothing and have a one-year-old and um you know it was just a lot and so it sounds like it was a good transition where you were still working there you were getting your
0: feet you know feet under you on and then you you almost had like a two-year transition where then you were able to kind of cut make the full-time jump it wasn't like an immediate hey let's
1: Let's exactly. jump and hope it works. You yeah, exactly. Knew, and, you and, knew it was going to work. Exactly. And at the time, uh, I spent a lot of time listening to the Dave Ramsey show. And uh, there was a guy that used to work for him called, uh, his name is, is John Acuff. And he had wrote a book around that time, I believe, that talked about starting your own business. And I, I'll never forget things. He, he would always say, you need to pull the boat as close to the dock as possible before you mm-hmm. jump off. And Yeah. So, and that's what we tried to do. I, I knew if I wanted to be debt-free, I needed to have a cushion in the bank. I knew what it, what it took for us to live, you know, month to month. And I had two jobs booked. I think I, that spring I had two jobs booked. We, we built the tree house and we built oh, wow. and we a, a seating yard and a drainage job. And then I had a complete new construction job that was booked. And then I had 10 mowing accounts. And otherwise that's That's all I really had booked on the books, and I had twenty k in the bank, and we said, "Let's do it." Wow! uh, And yeah, so that's exciting. And a a two-year-old at home, a a one-year-old at home. Yes, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so you know, but my wife was working part time. She still works part time, but um, so yeah, I mean, that's. I tell people that all the time. If you're going to start your own business, you need to have a plan and don't just think it's just going to happen. I mean, you got to prepare and you have to, you know, like I said, pull the boat as close to the dock as possible because you have a family that's relying on you. And I mean, a lot of people did, not everybody does, but, and that's what it takes. You got, you can't just hope it's going to work. You gotta, you gotta think about it and make smart decisions. And you know, that's what you got to do. So so it sounds like you started off with a couple you know, a tree house, which is of all things, which is,
0: it just, yeah, it's just uh, funny to think about to yeah. now, you know, now what, we, what I see uh, on all things social, you know, you got a big hardscaping business, you got your land, you know, core landscaping business. How did the business, what was the plan to start it out, which was a little bit of, Hey, we're going to figure this out to, to where it's evolved to today. And do you, are there things you turned down because like, Hey, I need to focus on X, Y, and Z we're taking, you know, or. You don't turn things down because you are like, hey, that's an opportunity.
1: Yeah. So I in the beginning I would take anything. Honestly, I, it didn't. I I hadn't done like I said the last year at my old at my company I worked for. We did a little bit of hardscaping, but I knew we weren't doing it how it should be done, and I knew that there was a lot of technology that I wanted to invest in for that. And so when we started, I I think the first year we definitely did we did like one pay one or two paver patios I think, and that was really yeah. the. You know, I, I learned a little bit, you know, I learned as I went, I went to different seminars and tried to, I don't, I think I was on Instagram a little bit, but it wasn't really a big thing then. And, you know, I, I, in the beginning, you got to take everything you can get. Right. So I, I would do literally anything. And then it's just kind of morphed into we're I would say a high end hardscape contractor, but I'm also, you know, next week I'm going to go do a culvert pipe install for somebody so i'm still doing i'm still doing a lot of different things and some of that has to do with the equipment we have and sometimes you get equipment and work finds that equipment but our bread and butter and what we're i would say we're the best at, is is high-end residential hardscape work yep we we don't have a lot of guys i have four guys that work for me two of them mow grass full-time and then i have two guys that help me with hardscaping and that's that's pretty yeah. much I have one less guy than I did this, than I did last year. Last year I had the most guys. I probably had six or six or seven last year on average, but yeah, really six last year. But I went down to four this year on average, um, because I the equipment we've invested in has allowed us to do that. And yep, I have really come to love this size, and people are hiring us based on that kind of personal feel. And that's yep. what I want to keep building on. So,
0: and then, so I've dabbled personally, you know, I've done my backyard. I did, uh, you know, pay my own circular paper patio with a fire pit in the back and then build some retaining walls with the 50 pound bricks, you know, two or three years ago for weeks, you know, my back was sore, all that stuff. You guys, it sounds like early on you were doing it that way, but you've got, you've made the investments in a lot of, a lot of equipment that it sounds like not only makes you guys more efficient. Is better on your body, but allows you to get a lot more stuff done probably faster by by leaning on you know where people would say, hey, I don't want to buy that that machine or that piece of equipment because it's expensive, but you it seems like you figured out, hey, you can make that investment and it'll actually pay back in relatively short That's period right. of time.
1: Exactly. The first, let's see, I I would three years ago, maybe four years ago, I borrowed a mini excavator from a buddy of mine. It, we were doing this big pool hardscape job, and I had a bunch of digging to do and there was a bunch of retaining walls, and I borrowed his mini-excavator for uh, that job. And right away, I'm like, this is... I mean, I I don't know why I've landscaped so long or hardscaped so long or whatever without one of these. I mean, we only ever had track machines or tire machines or whatever, and anytime you build a retaining wall, you're using a shovel and, you know, whatever. And so that job, I'll never forget using that, and I just knew that... I have got to get myself a mini excavator. That's what I started my business with a case uh, 2000 or I mean a 1998 case 1845 C which I still have today but um, that's what we started with. I bought that machine this the winter before we started and uh, for like 11 grand and uh, that's kind of how we got started. I think that was huge in our kind of jump start um, yeah because yep. we were able to st- we had a piece of equipment to do grading and do this and that. It didn't cost a lot of money and we were able to do a lot of work with that machine. Uh, and I still use it, you know, for, it's a shop machine now, but anyways, um, so we got our, our track machine. Uh, like I said, I've built the business being debt free. So I only buy equipment when I can pay for it. So it takes me a little bit longer, uh, in the beginning, but once you get those pieces of equipment, it's like a snowball. And if you're charging correctly for those pieces of equipment, once you get your first one, it just snowballs on itself because you start doing things faster, you're making more money. You're able to if, if you if if it's paid for, you're able to keep more of the money you're making and then buy the next piece of equipment. And that's how we've built the business. I think one year we bought the track machine, next year I bought a mini, and then I then then Tom Gardecki got his NCON and yep, yep, I saw yep. that I saw that on YouTube and I said I don't care what it takes I have to have that <laughs> got it there you go and uh, you go. that's that's that piece of equipment has changed completely changed our business um really wow so oh, yeah I, it's I've like I said I've been able to go down guys and do more there's just so many things we use that thing for and do things so much faster than what it used to take—I mean, it's just mind-blowing. Between that and our, we have a Candycom uh, pivot dump buggy. Those two pieces of equipment are will change your business, in my opinion, and get rid of. You can lose two guys by having those two pieces of equipment. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge investment. Uh, yeah. You know, so it, it took me a while, but I traded in my first mini after the first year. I had it for a year, and then I saw the tilt rotator. I'm like, this is what I need, and so I had to get a bigger. A bigger mini with a i didn't want to put the till rotator on a machine without a cab so i got one with a cab i was the first one i'm pretty sure in the whole state of indiana or illinois i think that had one and so NCON, you know they they sent sent somebody to my dealer to put it on you know i still think people in our in my area think i'm crazy for you know But anybody that looks up how much they are, anybody is, everybody wants to know how much everybody wants to know how much something costs and they don't see the opportunity cost. And they don't, they don't, all they see is the number. They don't think about the possibilities. And I try to tell people that.
0: Well, if you were, if
1: you were were a cowboy,
0: it'd be different. But since you build your business, so, you know, you, uh, debt-free, it shows you wouldn't make a decision like that if it wasn't a smart decision. Right. So if anyone can tell that story, I think you're the perfect person to tell it.
1: Every time I buy something, it's a risk because I'm I'm throwing out all that money to buy it. But with big risk comes big reward, I think. And it has been, like I said, the best piece of equipment I've ever bought. And, and what we're able to do with it, I, I can plant trees by myself and never get out of the machine. And something that used wow. to, I mean, I think about every time I plant a tree with a mini, I think, I can't believe all the trees I've planted without this by hand with a shovel. It's just so much faster. I'm putting a tree in the ground in, in 10 minutes or 15 minutes, and it used to take two hours because you're digging wow. it by hand or whatever. And I, those kinds of things are game changers. If you want to make money in this business going forward, you have got to invest in things like that because you will get left in the dust, in my opinion. And I've heard yep. Tom say yep. the same thing. I, I can't understand why excavators in our area even that are big in house foundations or whatever, like all this stuff, I just can't even wrap my mind around why they're not doing something like this. And it's just, it is what it is. If that, they, they're, they're stuck in their ways or they don't see the opportunity. I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but they just have their mind that they have to have somebody in, in the trench with that grade rod and they're not investing in, in lasers for all this great, you know, Grade control stuff. And that's my next thing is I want to get a grade control, a trimble system or something on my excavator. And, and I'm not digging house foundations. We're digging, you know, stuff for retaining walls and all this, or, you know, we do some drainage work and things like that. But, you know, when I'm on the job site, I'm looking at, okay, I have a guy I'm paying by the hour to sit in that trench and hold the grade rod and keep checking grade. If I had a grade control system, whatever it costs, that guy can be going to do something else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or I don't need him there. Yeah, exactly. That's how I want to continue to build the businesses by equipment and things that help us do our job faster. And I'm not getting any younger, so whatever can lift something better or faster. I mean, I'm I'm, all my guys love the equipment because you don't feel like you're going to die at the end of the day. You know, right, right. And long the
0: long term, you know, wear and tear on the body is now put on the machine instead of instead of you and your guys.
1: A lot of people ask me how you know how are you doing this debt free and you know, there's so many things that lifestyle choices and we started personally debt-free and you know, you live below your means and you don't buy everything in sight. And, and, but it's a snowball effect, you know, it's just once you start, if when you start that way, you can continue to grow and you make more money and keep the money that you're making, which allows you to invest more in equipment and things like that. And I'm not saying it works for everybody because I know it doesn't, but that's right, how it works. Right. That's how it's worked for me. And right. I know anybody can do it if they, if they do those types of things. Yeah.
0: Not to mention the, you know, my guess is you and your wife sleep pretty well at night you know, no debt, no pressure. You could, you know, right. if you're, if you're financed up to your gills and levered up, you have to run that equipment and you have to do something, you know, you're a, that's right. you're, you're at mercy to, you're paying your bills and it sounds well, like you guys don't
1: accrue that. them so you can do what you want. Exactly. And that's been a big motivator from when we started is I knew that I didn't want to own stuff that forced me to work. No one can take my equipment away from me and, you know, come wintertime, if it doesn't snow or whatever, it doesn't really matter. Like I just don't, I, I want to be able to go out there and do what I love and not do it because I have to make the next payment. And that's just how, I've, how we've decided to build the business and how we want to live. And it's very, I have, I just don't, I don't stress about it. I don't stress about the next job or I don't, I'm not stressed because I have to get, if I don't get this next job, which, you know, Oh, I'll do it a little cheaper. Cause I have to have this next job, you know, right. it's, it all plays into it, you know? Yep. So.
0: Yep. Awesome. So this, this has been, it sounds like an incredible kind of journey you've had. So if you could pinpoint, and I know it's probably a lot, but it. what's the most pivotal, pivotal, moment in your career of building a molder maintenance and services if you can if you can put your finger on it
1: uh so yeah i uh three years ago uh there's a landscaper around us i i put a posts on facebook that i was looking for a enclosed trailer and i want to know what kind of brands you know i'm looking for what kind of brand to buy for an enclosed trailer because i wanted to get one for our hardscaping crew and so this guy uh he is one of the i would say one of the biggest landscape companies in our area i knew of him i had never met him um i knew of him just from you know talking seeing him around and seeing his trucks around and talking to dealers about you know different things and you get to know people and so he messaged me and said um you know you're welcome to come over and look at our trailers you know he had like seven mowing crews and six hardscape crews. They have a huge company. And so I went over there on a Saturday and met him and we looked at the trailer for 10 minutes and we sat in his office for three hours wow. and he pretty much that day changed my company. We started talking about numbers and bidding and how to price correctly. And my mind was just completely open to how to run a business how how to bid correctly and how to account for all your costs and so many things, you know, I didn't go to college, so I missed out on a lot of business classes and things like that. Because of that, I completely changed. I mean, this was the second year into my company. Yeah. Second year. Yeah. So the only thing I had known before is where I had worked before and the little bit I had learned from different pricing things I saw or heard of. Otherwise I really didn't have much to base off of. And I didn't know a lot about that stuff. And so after that, we continue to have meet for lunches and I, we still, I mean, we still meet for lunch at least, you know, four or five, six times a year. And he's been one of my great friends and he's a huge mentor for me. And I always tell him if I, you know, it's the best trailer I ever went and looked at because he changed my business. I mean, it's right. Just, right. And, and and he's literally, I mean, we com- we've we competed against each other on jobs before. He just, he he has decided he likes to mentor people that like to learn and don't think they know everything. And I, you know, I, I told him, you know, I, I like to, you know, if you go to the gym, you don't want to have your trainer be, you know, overweight and, you know, 600 pounds, you know, you want to train, you want to train from the, the leanest, meanest guy in the gym, right? Right. And so, right. you know, if I'm going to listen to someone and, and take their advice, I want to learn from someone that's killing it in the game. And, you right has built the successful business from nothing. And, you know, he's probably one of the most expensive landscapers in the area, but they do high end work and he's learned how to scale it and continue that quality. And that's, those are the guys I want to listen to. So when I, when I sit down and talk to him, I shut my mouth and just listen, you know, because I don't know as much as him. (laughs) Yeah. So it
0: sounds like it could have been, you know, it was was unusual circumstances because you know the best. The people that are the best in the industry aren't afraid of competition because it makes you know competition breeds excellence, and it makes makes you coming up from behind makes him push and push. But exactly. you, know, you ran the you ran the risk of him saying, "Hey, you're going to be my direct competitor. Get the hell out of here," or giving you some That's false right. information. But uh, right. but I think it's interesting. You ended up finding a mentor and someone, and 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 my guess is based on how good it was for you as you continue to become you know a titan in your in your industry and area you might send that elevator back down to the, the next, you know, the young up and coming, uh, Andy Mulder, uh, you know, 10 or 15 years from now.
1: Right. And yeah. And I just, I've learned so much from him and think about him doing that. And it, it's honestly, that's going to look at that trailer changed my business. And, uh, I just, I'm always learning from something from him. It's nice to be able to call somebody local and ask different questions and bounce ideas off of each other or, whatever you know that that is was a very pivotal moment in my business and i would not be where i'm at today without him i think i would you know i want to grow the business debt free but if you don't charge correctly and account for everything and have good numbers and job costs you won't you won't be able to continue to build your business you know yep you'll always you'll always be working for a paycheck not your business so yeah
0: Oh, so
1: awesome! So you
0: built one of you. It sounds like you've built one of the most stable businesses that, that I've I've known. You know, get free, you, you control it yourself. you're not super concerned about the next job, but you know, running and owning and operating your own business always comes with its challenges. So, what's the biggest thing that keeps you up at night that you're trying to solve right now? Whether it's you know new equipment or problems with employees or you know, what's that someone like you who's in your chair?
1: What are you facing right now that's, that's the biggest thing on your mind? The biggest thing that I'm struggling with lately is deciding to grow or not um, more yeah. than we are. Yeah. I have a part-time office person now, and I have a part-time, um, you know, we call it a finance manager. She does all my billing and uh, job costing, and then my, now my part-time office manager does answers phones and things like that. And that was a big thing to add on this year with someone that was answering the phone every day and, uh, take a, that took a huge load off my plate, but going forward, I need to decide. I I've always deciding or trying to decide, you know, what do I want it to be? How big do I want it to be? And what is it going to take to do that? And I'm always struggling with that. You know, if I want to grow more from here, I need, double of everything i have right now and that costs a lot of money and i'm not going to go into debt so if i want to do that i basically need to recreate what i did when i started and you know i the i think the workload is there and the calls that are there the calls are coming in i think to do that to add another crew or something but i don't know if i'm built for that and my family's built for that and if i really want that so that's what i'm struggling with (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: no, no, I think that's a good, that's a good battle to be, you know, a lot of people get the calls and they'll just, they'll just chase the growth. But I think thinking about it the way you are is if it's going to happen, you're going to make, you're going to decide to make that leap. And you might also say, hey, listen, I like, I you got a great company. It's stabilized. I control my own destiny, have a great family life balance. Like, why would I screw this
1: up? And, right. uh, and I, I think I, I, I don't want to just grow the business just to grow it. I, I just, I I'm happy with what we're doing, but I also don't want to be, you know, I I, I've heard people say, if you're not growing, you're, you're dying, you know? And I think just be, you know, I I think you could be growing in other ways than just the size of the company. And I think that's what I need to, I want to do for a while. Um, but I just, uh, I don't want to, you know, get to the end of my career and, you know, wish that I spent more time with my family or, You know, I'm never going to say, oh, man, I I wish the company would have been bigger. You know, like, I Just what what, you know, the main reason I do this is to better my family life and to it's because I love it. You know, and I don't I don't want the company to run me. I I want to be able to take off when I want to do or whatever. I just I, I have often seen guys that have larger companies. And to me, it looks like it runs them. And I don't want that.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, I, that's good that's a good piece of advice. I, I, I uh, and it takes a lot of humility uh, to have that, that 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 you know strong perspective on something like that. So I think that's great. Obviously, finances have been critical to your entire you know your entire career from how you started the business. Finances are the usually the least amount of fun for anyone that's starting their own business and any kind of skilled trades or construction business. It sounds like you are unusually have a good grasp on that, even though you know, like you said, you didn't go to college. You learned this purely just by experimenting and following. But what's your advice? You know, your personal advice was, "Hey, live well below your means," which is just you know always the, the smartest piece of advice. But people have what's some advice on business finances and managing that process that's helped you grow your business for some of these folks that are, that, you know, when they look at starting a business, like I can do every, I can do all the work, but finances, eh, that's hard. That's,
1: imp- that's the hard part. That's the reason I can't make the jump. How did you conquer that part of the business? Job costing is huge job costing and having an accountant or whoever does your books or whatever, Doing what's called like a jo- a cash projection, uh, mm-hmm. so that's not so- something I have every week from my finance manager. Is a cash projection that shows deposits that are in uh, AR, where the where where every account is shows money that you have in you know reserves here and there for different things. Shows what you. What do you have coming in and what you have bills that are going to have to be paid and basically an overview, a snapshot of where your company is that week and then job costing. And those two things have been huge for me, knowing where we're at so that I can make informed decisions on what I want to buy or if I can buy it or, you know, have, you know, you know, do we have the money reserved for taxes coming up for the next quarterly Different things like that. Yeah. Just always yeah. always knowing where you're at and not just getting to the end of the quarter or the end of the year and saying, oh, how did we do? Yep. Um, yep. And I think job costing is, is so important because if you don't know how, you're, how you did on a job throughout the year, I don't care if it's a job that took you two days or a day, you should job cost it because you're going through the year You think you're doing great, and if you don't job cost right away, you could put out 15 more estimates the same way you were estimating, and you can't fix the problem until those jobs are done because you already got the job. Right. And so it's so important to be job costing job to job to job and reviewing those because you don't want to get down the line and – have the rest of your year booked based on what you were bidding, and you didn't notice a problem, and and it's too late. You just your whole year is done, and you didn't fix the problem that you didn't know you had. Got it. And so yeah, I think sense. that's so so important is job costing and making sure you're making money. And if there's a problem, figure out the problem and fix it before you send out your next bid.
0: Yep. yep. And the high level high level on job costing that is all right. Hey, here's obviously what the client's paying us, but. Here's all the labor that's gone into this, my my team and my employees, my and myself, the materials, the subs, or anything. It's it's basically exactly. fully loading it and seeing how much you made on that to determine it. exactly. So and you if, it. and yep. if
1: you know, and if you know your overhead costs, you can figure that in based on the amount of days or hours the job took, and so you yep. can add your overhead and you can find out your exact net profit. And if it's where you want to be, you can easily take your taxes out of that on a, on a rough estimate and you can find out exactly what money you're making on every single job and if it's not where you want to be well shoot we better fix it because right. i already have i already have 5 jobs booked for the year at that pricing i don't want any more because right. we didn't make enough or 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 whatever you know so yeah um you know i i've said i've said this before i'm not i don't do this for exercise you know we're we're right, in business right. to make money yes we love what we do but you don't want to do you don't want to own your own business and work this hard and not make money because it's just not worth it
0: so this has been incredible I feel like I, I got a full, the full picture of the man behind the scenes that I've been following on you know from a social uh, perspective which is incredible and I'd say you know you've got one of the most sound business heads on your shoulders for the way for the type of
1: business you're building and how you want to build it and how you manage it on a daily basis yeah and you know it's not And I didn't do this by myself. I mean, my finance manager, who actually is my sister-in-law, she's taught me a lot and showed me a lot. And the guy that has mentored me has showed me a lot. And I wouldn't be where I'm at without the people that are in my life. And that's just huge. You can't do this stuff by yourself. Yep. No, I love that. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I feel like I just got
0: my, uh, my college degree and, and how you built your <laughs> house you built yeah, your, right. <laughs> Mulder Maintenance and Services. Uh, but so let's lighten it up a little bit and get to know Andy a little bit better. So one question we always ask everyone is if you could spend 30 minutes with anyone in the world, living, deceased, past, present, uh,
1: celebrity, whatever, who would it be and why? Well, the first thing that came to my mind is I would love to sit down with Dave Ramsey for 30 minutes and talk to him about how he's running his business with his family and how he has done that. I, and seems to do it very successfully. Uh, I look up to him a lot and how he's built his business. And I think that there's just personal things that, you know, sure he writes books about everything, but I would just love to hear some of that stuff straight from him and that, or I'd love to sit down with a previous president or something and just understand this, hear about the stress and what it feels like to have that weight on your shoulders. I I had a feeling you were going to say Dave Ramsey, but uh, I was, I didn't. It's cliche. It's cliche. It's cliche, (laughs) of course, but you know, it's no, he's changed. The guy's done. some. he's done something incredible and I want to learn from people that are doing it better than me. So, yep. Yep. When you're not working, you know, crazy
0: hours bidding and even going home and then doing you know even landscape work on the computer when you're finally able to unwind and unplug and spend some time with your family or yourself what's what's the big thing you like to do what's your release
1: me and my family we try and go on one or two vacations a year we we take our boys with i have an eight-year-old and a almost four-year-old boy and uh we've been going on vacations you know like i said twice a year we go to like an all-inclusive and that's been amazing uh, i know that's not day to day but those times have been huge for me because i can really shut off my phone and close my mind and just be with them with un with no interruptions that's been yep. huge and yep. then lately my boys have been really into uh riding four-wheelers and playing outside and just different things like that and i've just really enjoyed those times we've been having and
0: yeah um, i even i even followed your um how to mod your kid's oh, power yeah. <laughs> wheels and yeah. I'm trying to mod my son's power wheels based on what you did and i ended up finding <laughs> you know that was
1: one of the things that got me excited yeah man they, they just love that stuff and just spending time with family i just i uh i probably don't have enough hobbies or i i work a lot and this yes. question really brings you back home and thinks okay well I need to remember that life's not all about work. <laughs> I appreciate you taking time out of the middle of your work day,
0: which is uh, busy, especially this time of year. And I think this has been incredibly eye opening for not only how you built your business and, and what Molder Maintenance Services become, but you know, your approach to it is somewhat unique and, and uh, sounds good on paper and when you read, but a lot of pe- very few people can actually pull it off and execute it and live by it. And it seems like you do that on a a very strict basis and, and uh, it's allowed you to to live the life life you want on your own terms with, with your wife yeah. and, and your family
1: yeah thanks man i really appreciate being on here and i hope
0: it's uh helpful to somebody absolutely and we'll uh we'll be you know all week we'll be we'll be tagging you and all this stuff so if for any of the listeners out there that want to reach out to andy himself you know feel free to You'll find his his site, his social accounts, and all that stuff. Hopefully, uh, uh, we'll talk soon, and definitely we'll be staying in touch. Awesome.